0: joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you ever have any questions or you want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at newsongplymouth.church. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. How many know God is able? Ephesians 3.20 says this, I love this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power, that is at at work, it is at work within us, it is at work within us, to him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, and everybody says, amen, Amen. we're looking at some portions of scripture today, found in Matthew chapter 8, go ahead and turn there, get out your sermon notes and I'm going to uh, uh, teach this, and then we're actually going to have a time of... of um, I just want to prepare you right now. If you have some difficulties in your life and you're believing for a miracle, at the end of this, uh, I'm just going to have whoever wants to be prayed for just to come down to the front, and I'm going to pray a prayer of faith, and, and then we're going to worship God for a little while. And we're going to thank him for the miraculous. The whole band will be up here with us, and it's going to be wonderful, so prepare for that. Uh, just start... I, I don't want you to answer the question at the end of the service of whether you want to come down or not. I want you to answer that right now, where you say today that it's your day, that today is my day. Today's the day that I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to receive a miracle from the Lord. And you say, well, how do I know he's going to do it? Let me ask you this. How do you know he's not? <laughs> That's good stuff. But my wife sometimes says, well, well, what if, this, what, what if this doesn't happen? And I'll say, well, what if it does? Like, come on, everybody, let's live by faith. Let's live by faith. Matthew chapter 8, starting in verse 1 through 10, it says, When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean like I know that you are able. And Jesus reached out his hand and he touched the man and he said, I am willing, be clean. Immediately, he was cleansed of his leprosy. Now, you need to remember something. When Jesus had this leper approach him, in that society, of course, that was just something that's uncalled for. That was, that was not only unexpected and, and frowned upon, it was considered just vile. It was considered uh, extremely terrible that a leper would do such a thing. But then Jesus does the unthinkable. Jesus actually reaches out his hand and he touches the leper. And let me say it like this. Jesus is not scared to get in the middle of your mess, everybody. He's not scared to get in the middle of your problem. In fact, I want you to know he's there with you right now. He's not afraid of what you're going through. He's not bothered by what you're going through. How many can say amen to that? He's not bothered by it. He said, I am willing, to be cleaned. And immediately uh, the leper was cleansed. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and offer the gift of the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Like, hey, listen, now you've got a ministry. And you know, what's that? Do you see that everybody? Now, now you got a ministry. You've received the miraculous. Now you have a ministry. I want you to go and tell the people who need to hear it. Isn't that what he's saying? As a testimony to them, there are some people that need to hear what you have to say. New song. If you if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you've trusted Him as Savior. Then the miraculous is done in your life, and you have a testimony. You have something that people need to hear. And now it's our job to go out and tell them. Everybody, we got we got to tell them. In fact, I got to tell you a story. It just happened uh, last night. We had a service tech um, uh, come to our house. He was fixing something and. The whole time he comes in, but at that point, I'm still, I'm by myself, um, um, uh, Jennifer's still at my mom and dad's house, and I'm doing, I, I knew that he was coming, so I knew I had to meet him there, so I left, and, and he comes in, he sees nobody's around, and this guy was just letting the words fly, just, and I thought, wow, how unprofessional, you know, that's just unprofessional, and, and, um, uh, and, and obviously, I was thinking, and this dude needs Jesus, I mean, in a bad way, he just needs Jesus. And and I don't say anything for a while. I just let him talk and let him talk and I just laugh with him and, and start building that relationship, hoping and trusting that God would open up an opportunity. And how many knows if you're looking for an opportunity to share your testimony, the Holy Spirit will create an opportunity. And sure enough, it, it happens. This kid says, he says, uh, well, you know, I'm 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 a, a drummer in an A C D C cover band, and uh he said he said and I looked at him, and I just smiled. He said, are you a musician? I said, well, I have my, my degree in that. No. Oh. I, said, I said, yeah. He said, he said, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a pastor. <laughs> He's like, oh. He's like, oh. And all of a sudden, it changes. If, you, if you're a pastor, you know this. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, I've been going to church my whole life. I'm like, you don't sound like it. You don't. You don't sound like it. And then he said, he, I said, well, where do where you, where you go to church at? He said, well, I, do, I don't go now. But he said, I grew up at the Somnive of God church in, in Logansport. And um, he said, man, it was a great church. The pastor there he really poured into my life. And, and I said, well, you're not going to believe this, but the man who started that church in Logansport was my second father. He was Dan Pongratz. And, um, and I said, I know a lot about that church. And I said, and if I know Dan and I know your pastor, I said, I, I know that man that invested in your life. And um, I said, you're running away, aren't you? Well, don't. i tell you there was just an opportunity, and I can tell you about that story later, but there was just an opportunity that everybody, you, you, are, you are a billboard for the love of Christ, or at least you should be. And if you're paying attention, Christ will open up opportunities for witnessing and sharing. And you're, you're going to be amazed how small the world really is. I mean, because I was looking for an opportunity, and all of a sudden, God just sent this guy to my house on that day, and he did it to hear a word. Because God works all things for our good, not only for my good, but for, that, for the good of that young man that has not yet trusted, truly trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior. How many knows God is working for that young man's good too? And he uses us in moments like that. So, so Jesus says to this leper, "I want you to go, and I want you to give a testimony. I want, I want you to give the message as to what's happened in your life." Now we keep reading because Matthew eight is a, is a story of miracles, and now we have uh, just verse five right after this, when Jesus had entered to entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him. Asking for help. Now, first of all, you need to know the first guy that was, a, leopard, he was he, a leper was a Jew. How do we know that? Because he had to go to the priests and have them confirm the fact that he was healed. That tells us that he was a Jew. But now, but now Matthew is recording something else for us. He said, Jesus doesn't only do this for Jews. He also does this for Gentiles. He also does this for those, for those who would say, I'm not chosen, I'm not accepted, I don't, I, I, I don't have the background that everybody else has, I, I have a different story, I, my, my history is different from everybody else, and Jesus says, no, no, that doesn't bother me either. I'm not restricted to minister to a certain people group, I can minister, I can perform the miraculous to whomever I want. How many knows God is a sovereign. And he's in control, but he's also powerful and miraculous, and God is able. So when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. And he said, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. And Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Jesus, I believe, fully already knew what the centurion is going to say, but he's, he's putting this out there because he wants everybody else to hear it, just like what we talked about last week. That he wanted it to come out. Remember last week we talked about the demon-possessed boy, and he said, how long has he been like this? He didn't have to ask that question. But the man responded, the father responded, since childhood. Jesus was making a point, and so he's making a point here. He said, shall I come and heal him? And Jesus is waiting, because he knows what's going to happen. The centurion replied, Lord, I don't deserve that you come under my roof, but just say the word. But just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you guys, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Verse 13, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done just as you as you what? As you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. Let it be done as you believed it would. Number one, write this down. Faith made the difference. You might want to write down a different word. Belief made the difference. Belief made the difference. The first man, the the, the leper that came to Jesus knelt before him, and he said, if you're willing, I know you can make me clean. Like, I know that you are able. I know that you have the power. And Jesus said, I see now that you know, and yes, I am willing. Why? Because you believe. And he goes to the centurion. The centurion says, you don't even have to show up. You can just say the word. And Jesus said, whoa, that's amazing. Did you guys catch that? I can just, he just said, I can just speak the word, and he's right. And his servant was healed because he believed, because he had faith. What is being restricted in your life because you are not believing for it? What is being restricted in your life because you are not believing for it? We've got to stand up as men and women of faith, and we've just got to start believing for some things. Can I, can I tell you this? Can I tell you this? God, your heavenly Father, is waiting for you to believe. And when you step up in belief, when you step up as a man or woman of faith, restrictions will be removed, hindrances will be removed, and you're going to experience the supernatural. Now, will you experience it every time? I can't say that. God is in control. He is sovereign. But I'll tell you this, the Bible, as I've told you many times before, the Bible never tells you to doubt. In fact, the Bible always says, don't doubt, but believe. We are commanded to live a life of faith and to reject every form of, of doubt. Let me say it like this. Doubt is never the will of God. I'm going to say it again. Doubt is never the will of God. Not even once. Not even once. Doubt is never the will of God. Let me say it another way. Faith is always the will of God. Come on, everybody. You should have said amen to that. Faith is always the will of God. Always. How do I know that? Because we are called to walk by faith. We are called to live by faith. Every decision that we make should be a faith decision. It should be based upon the character and the nature of God and our our trust in him. We need to live lives of faith. Letter A, write this down. Faith believes, let me help you out here. Faith believes when it does not see. Well, Pastor, how do I live a life of faith? Listen, if you're not seeing it, doesn't mean that you don't have to believe it. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean you you don't have to believe it. There are lots of things that I'm believing for right now, but I don't see them. I believed for this moment. I envisioned this moment 15 years ago. More than that, actually, before I ever started New Song Church with my wife, I I envisioned this moment. I didn't see it yet, but then I started to act by faith, just acted by faith. I acted by faith. I lived by faith. I walked in faith, and the Lord did the miraculous. Faith believes when it does not see. Hebrews 11.1 says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what? About things that we don't see, about that which we do not see. It's assurance. Oh, I know it's going to happen. How? I don't know. Well, how can you be so sure? Because God is able. Not only that, he is willing. And I'm just believing. Let me tell you this. All of the other options outside of believing, they all stink. All of the other options stink, everybody. There's no good option outside of believing. Oh, Okay, well, I'm just going to walk around and be sad. That stinks. I'm just going to live my life to question God. Well, that stinks. I'm going to tell everybody my problems and hope somebody else can fix it. Well, that stinks for them and for you. What's the benefit? Let me ask you this. What's the benefit of not believing? None. None. There's no benefit. There's no benefit. Come on, everybody. Help me preach today. Letter be. faith persists when nothing changes. Faith persists when nothing changes, I'm teaching you how to live by faith. Colossians 4.2, this is out of the Good News translation. It says, be persistent in prayer and keep alert as you pray, giving thanks to God. So he's talking about prayer and thanks, prayer and thanks. Prayer is, God, I'm believing for a miracle, and I thank you that I have it. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm believing for a miracle, and I thank you that I have it. In Jesus' name, it is mine. Amen. Can I tell you, they don't have to be long prayers. Just tell people, I'm believing for a miracle. Declare it. Make some declarations. Faith persists when nothing changes. Can I tell you something about my dad this past week? Nothing's changed. He didn't get any better. We're still believing. And on those days where he says, hey, I'm really struggling today, dad, I'll be right over. I I, I did it first thing on Monday morning. My, My dad had a rough night. My mom called me. She said, your dad is having a rough day. Boom, I'm there. And I walked in that place. I took over. I told my dad, I said, listen, when your faith weak, and can I tell you something? When you're physically exhausted, your faith takes a hit. True. That's why rest, taking a Sabbath, is so important. It's, it's true. That's a whole sermon for another day. And I'll tell you, though, within five minutes, my dad's faith was boom. I I told my dad what he told me years ago. Dad, if you don't have the faith, you can borrow mine. And he was just so encouraged that his son was believing for him. And within just a few moments, we attacked it. It was a spirit of torment, if you want to know the truth. We commanded that thing to go, and it went. How many know that when we pray together, the devil takes flight? That's in the word of God. The devil takes flight. Is your faith increasing this morning? Yes or no? Okay, good. Ooh, Spirit of the Lord is here. Let her see. Faith is being fully persuaded. <laughs> Faith is being fully persuaded when you don't see it and when nothing's changing. Faith is being fully persuaded. Romans 4 20, 21. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. Listen to that. He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God has the power, that God has the power to do what he's promised that God has power to do what he's promised, being fully persuaded, fully persuaded. I don't see it yet. Things aren't really changing yet, but I am persuaded. I am persuaded that God is able and God is willing, and it's going to happen by the power and the grace of God. Second Timothy 1.12, this is out of the New King James Version, For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able. I know whom I have believed. I know who, I'm, who I have believed. And l- listen, everybody, if you don't know your Heavenly Father very well, if you're not spending time in prayer, if you're not spending time in the Word of God, you don't know Him very well and it's tough for you to believe. But when you spend time with Him and you know Him, You know His character, you know His nature, you know His power. Can I tell you something? You'll get to a point where you are fully persuaded that He is able and He will complete that work that He began in you. You will be fully persuaded that He is able and He's going to do something great. Does that mean you're never going to have a bad day? Well, of course you're going to have some bad days. And that's why we live life together here at New Song. That's why you need to be in a small group, because when you're having a bad day, you need to be able to pick up the phone and say, yo, I'm having a bad day, and somebody says, I'm right there. When my parents called and said, hey, he's having a bad day, I'm right there. Hey, can I tell you, I didn't care what was happening at New Song that day. That was my dad. And I'm, I'm gonna go there, and I'm gonna, like, I love you, but I love him. You know what I mean? There's a difference, there's a difference. And um, and you need people like that in your life. On your bad days, when you're not fully persuaded, you need to know somebody who is. Because <laughs> they'll bring you up, and they'll speak life into you, and at the end of that time together, you'll be fu- fully persuaded again. Can I tell you something else, everybody, before we, before we close? This is something that the Lord showed me. For I know whom I have believed. For I know. I know my Savior. I know my Heavenly Father. One of the greatest ways that you could ever know the Lord is in worship. It's in worship. It's not only in prayer. Prayer is a form of worship, no doubt. It's not only just in prayer and making requests and praising God a little bit in in in, in, in your car, on your way to work. No, it's more than that. It's more than just prayer. It's more than just the Word. It's living a life of worship. It's when we gather in this room, everybody, and the presence of the Lord is here, and we're singing, Spirit of the Lord is here. Woo! Yes, you are, Lord. And just bask in His presence and worship Him. Glorify Him with the best of your ability. Oh, God, I praise you today. I honor you. I worship you who you are and when you worship the lord worship brings miracles in your life let me say it like this worship brings deliverance how do i know that we just read it in matthew chapter 8. now now hang with me here just for 30 more seconds remember the leper came up to to jesus and he he didn't just come up to jesus the bible says that the leper, leper came before him and he knelt before him and he said lord what was he doing he was worshiping the savior lord i'm not i'm not worthy to stand in your presence lord i worship you i honor you for who you are and i know you can so we we surrender our lives in worship to the lord and then the lord shows up in power that monday when i went to my dad's house we had a little worship service in that house why? Because we know how we're meant to live, and we know what brings deliverances, and worship is part of that key. It goes even further. The centurion, remember the centurion, that, uh, goes and he, and he too says, Lord, which is obviously, uh, faith is a matter of believing and speaking. He was a man of faith because he believed it and he spoke it. You're Lord. I know you your lord and he said i do not deserve to have you come under my roof you just say the word like lord it's you i know who you are i'm not even worthy i'm not even worthy to have this conversation and what he was saying jesus i worship you i worship you you are the lord and jesus did the miraculous See, see, worship produces deliverance. Oh, it's a good word for us. Let's all stand up together. I told you we were going to do this, and, and we are. And, and, and I tell you, this is, this is no big deal. This is not weird. This is not strange. There are some people in this room that just need the miraculous in your life. You just need the miraculous. And, and there's only two things that are going to happen right now many of you are going to come just down to the front and just line on the whole the whole front just kind of shoulder to shoulder and and after you get up here then some prayer team and in fact anybody else in this room who wants to come down and pray maybe for a family member or a friend or you just want to be a part of the miracle like you just you're just in fact i would encourage every elder of course um every council member of course but every mature christian that you just you just believe the lord for the miraculous that you would come down here and you would place your hands on, on people's shoulders and just and just bless them with the miraculous. Just speak some life into them and over them. And then we're just going to worship the Lord for it. We're going we're gonna to say thank you to the Lord for doing the miraculous. That's the only two things that are going to happen. You're just going to come down here. We're going to pray. And then we're just going to worship just for a few moments. We're just going to bless the Lord. I'm going to lead the whole thing. Okay? So it's not going to get weird. So if you're not used to church and you're not used to this moment, it's not going to get weird. It's going to be powerful is what it's going to be. It's going to be incredible. And and I'm telling you, there's going to be some miracles that we're going to hear about because of this moment right here, right now. There's going to be some miracles more than we could ever think or imagine because he is able to do immeasurably more. Amen? Amen. So, without any further ado, this is how we're going to end this. If you're ready for a miracle, if you've been crying out for a miracle, and you need the miraculous, come down and just stand right here. It's going to be powerful in whose song. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, you guys just press in as best you can. Obviously, with this many people, you might not have somebody lay their hands on your shoulders, and that's okay. That's not what this is about. Your miracle does not come from somebody behind you. It comes from somebody that's above us and in us. Let's do it now if you're a believer and you even if you're out there just saying boy they need some help praying for people there's not enough people to pray for if you just have that in your heart just come down and gather around some people here we're just gonna believe as I begin to pray right now let's just open up our hands toward heaven would you do that just as a sign of receiving from the Lord what he has for you right now Jesus We make a declaration today. And we declare that you are able to do immeasurably more than all that we could ask or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. You are more than able, you are more than able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to your power at work. Your power that is at work right now. And Father, we give you glory for the miraculous. Father, I thank you that you're supplying all of the needs represented here today. That healing virtue is flowing right now in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ our Savior and precious Holy Spirit. We thank you that healing virtue is flowing from our heads to our feet, right now in the name of Jesus that things, sicknesses that we have been dealing with are being cast out in the name of Jesus and by the power of Jesus because you are able and not only that, you are willing Father, I thank you that, rest, that restoration is coming to families, to relationships. I thank you, Father, that provision is coming, that the supernatural is coming, that you are going to give an overabundance of supply, not only to this church, but to every Bible believer in this room, to every person in this room that is calling out to you today for provision, for finances, God. I thank you that it's happening for every person up here that is dealing with depression. They're dealing with uh, emotional distress god with 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 confusion in their mind they're not thinking the way that you need them to think Father I declare in the name of Jesus that they have the mind of Christ right now that every every form of depression and discouragement and confusion and doubt it is leaving right now in the name and by the power of Jesus Christ our Savior we command all darkness to cease all all forms of attacks to cease and desist in the name of Jesus Christ and we will walk by victory we will walk in the miraculous we will walk in our deliverance we will live by faith giving testimony to the to the goodness and the grace and the power and the mercy of our god father for whatever they're believing for right now no matter what it is we've just named a few but lord you know exactly what it is you know exactly what we're calling upon you for and father we declare deliverance We declare your power, we declare the miraculous upon every single situation according to your mercy and your love and your faithfulness. And at the end of it, Father, we say a very big amen. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. Find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ. All you have to do is go to NewsongPlymouth.church/connect.